Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, Americans. Stay tuned for news. And now the rest of the story. I don't know why it is whenever I hear this music, Michael Morgans, I want to break. think of Paul Harvey. I do, and I have no idea why. That's weird. And probably half of our audience doesn't know who we're talking about. This is the Eagle Hour on Friday, November 4th. Kelly Sander in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, along with Producer engineer Michael Merg Mergens have a lot to talk about today. First of all, a programming note, Ryan Ock, former Southern Miss great pitcher now in the San Diego Padres organization, was going to be on the show today, but because of some late-breaking news regarding the baseball schedule at Southern Miss, we've moved the Ock Nest Monster to next week. He's been gracious enough to move his interview to next week. Uh, Associate Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell is going to be joining us here in a moment, talking about some uh, scheduling Changes at the Rock, but not dealing with the Southern Miss Golden Eagle football team, but dealing with the Mississippi High School Activities Association. Lee Ramsey Smith, who probably blogs and Facebook posts and social medias, if you will, more than any other Southern Miss fan, will be joining us talking about the baseball schedule a little bit later on. And then we will have our game picks for the week as we pick Conference USA football games and some other key games across the country. This first segment brought to you by our friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Leave the cooking to Dickie's tomorrow when it comes to your tailgate party. They can uh, take care of small parties or big parties as well. They cater, and with the holidays right around the corner, they can smoke your turkeys, get you a ham Whatever you need for the holidays, dine in or carry out. Dickies is the place to remember, and we thank them for being a supporter of the Eagle Hour. Now, Jeff Mitchell joins us, Associate Athletic Director at the University of Southern Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi uh, Hotline. Jeff, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's, boy, you want to be in broadcasting, man, with that voice. I'm sure people have told you that before, huh? <laughs> I, I have received that comment comment before, yes, guys. Yeah, but, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, very authoritative. All right, look, here's, here's what has happened. The Mississippi High School Activities Association was originally scheduled to stage its state championships, classes 1A through 6A, the weekend of December 3rd and 4th in Jackson. But because the Jackson State Tigers could very well host the SWAC championship on that Saturday, the MHSAA has decided to move the games to M.M. Roberts State. The Rock in Hattiesburg. And Jeff, the first question is that there is precedent here that that you and and your crew have done this before, but I dare say with not near as much short notice. (laughs) Kind of tell us how all this came came to be. Well, they reached out to us uh, late uh, last week and uh, we had to ask the appropriate questions with people across campus just to ensure that from a facility standpoint and from a uh, special event standpoint that we were going to be okay. We've got graduation around that time as well. And, uh, you know, we have such great alignment here at the university and uh, people understand the significance of hosting 
big events uh, on our campus. And so it was really met with uh, uh, general favor, and uh, we were able to say yes pretty quickly uh, because we do value the, just the visibility uh, on our campus to have groups from all across the state come uh, to the Rock. And certainly from a football standpoint, it helps, but also from a general recruiting standpoint for the university, uh, it's uh, it's a great uh, opportunity for um, Hattiesburg to be on display, for Southern Miss to be on display. And we're growing, and we want to continue to grow, and uh, we want as many people on our campus as we, as we could possibly have. So in a nutshell, we said yes. So logistically, though, you've got, uh, with six different classifications, you've got 12 different high school football teams across the state with their fans, with their alumni, with their support staffs, the band, the cheerleaders, and so on and so forth. I'm. This may sound like a, a stupid, rather, but obvious question. All hands on deck now for all the personnel in the athletic department at Southern Miss? Well, we've got a great partnership with uh, the MHSAA, and uh, they do a lot of the work. Uh, we will provide some general support. As a matter of fact, we have a operations meeting next week to talk about some of these particular details about what you're asking. Uh, but yeah, we'll be around, we'll be involved to some extent, but at the same time, it's their event and uh, we want to, to support them as best we can uh, without getting in the way too much. Uh, but we've done this before. We're experienced. Our facility staff, not only in athletics, but across the university is skilled at uh, putting on events of this magnitude. So we'll be ready. I, I don't think there's uh, anyone running around here today that uh, is nervous about uh, hosting this event. If anything, we're excited about it. I was asked a question yesterday that at first on the surface I thought was was not a very good question. But then as I pondered it, I thought, well, it certainly deserves asking. Though the artificial surface at Southern Miss is exactly that. Does wear and tear having six games in two days on that on the facility wreak havoc in any way? No, I, I think it would be the opposite. If, if this were a natural grass surface, that uh, six games over the course of that short amount of time would wreak havoc on it. And so I think we're fortunate to have an artificial uh, surface, uh, especially for these type of events. All right, Jeff, the other big news breaking this week here late, the Southern Miss baseball schedule has dropped. When you look at that schedule, you've got home and homes with uh, South Al, who will be a Sunbelt opponent starting in 2023. You've got uh, games with, with Ole Miss. You've got Jacksonville State, who is going to be a future Conference USA member that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. All in all, your analysis of the upcoming baseball schedule for Southern Miss. Well, I give Coach Barry a lot of credit, uh, as he's done for the last uh, decade or so, put together a very difficult schedule for uh, our baseball program. And I think the philosophy behind it has paid off uh, in terms of playing quality opponents and high RPI teams. As a matter of fact, I think 27 of our games, uh, which is equal to about half of our schedule, uh, will be played against teams last year that finished in the top 100 of uh, RPI. So when you build a schedule like that, uh, it, it gives you some credibility uh, in, in terms of just the national exposure for making uh, an NCAA regional, and uh, it's attractive for recruiting purposes. Uh, and then certainly it positions you well within conference, depending on how well the co other conference 
teams are playing in any given year to build a solid resume for postseason play. And that's uh, what we try to build every year in the offseason. And uh, Coach does a fabulous job with putting together uh, the schedule that uh, makes sense not only from a a postseason potential, but also relative to the team that he's got. uh, because that's all you, you got to balance those things to uh, to make sure that you, you are in a position to win games to be in the postseason as well. So uh, we're excited about this upcoming year. Besides Ole Miss, Alabama from the SEC is on that schedule as well. So that ought to be a lot of fun because, like it or not, there are a lot of Alabama f- fans around the area. But I want to talk about uh, the game this weekend coming up with, with North Texas, the Mean Green coming in. Sure. From an administrative standpoint, Jeff, you're, you're old enough to have seen a little bit of the old school as far as the way athletic departments are run. You're also young enough to where you've seen some of the new age, for lack of a better term. How has social media impacted the way that you guys do your jobs generally? Well, it's just another tool for communication uh, more than anything else, but it's also uh, a balance between that and uh, recruiting. You know, I, the, the prospects that we're recruiting are paying careful attention to what we're doing and how we tell our story. And uh, it's not enough just to tell our story over the radio or, or TV anymore. We have to tell our story digitally through these social media platforms. And so uh, we have to learn from each other across the country to see what other uh, institutions are doing. Uh, and we have to be in a creative space all the time. So um, I give our creative team a lot of credit for some of the things that we've been doing recently. And we've got a, a talented group of, of staff members. Uh, and, and what's really exciting for us is we have a talented group of graduate assistants that just bring a fresh perspective to the recruiting process and to the game day experience and what people want to hear and see and feel when they're on campus. And uh, we try to put it together and, and we're continuing to get better at it every day. Uh, but it's a, uh, it, it's a definite departure from uh, just putting, uh, you know, uh, an ad in the newspaper or, or, or a billboard to uh, promote a game that's uh, coming up next week it's uh, it's an everyday thing for us and we try to be strategic about it uh, and very purposeful uh, you know every day as we prepare for our events Jeff if you can hang around with us I want to on the other side of the commercial break I want to talk about how the image and likeness uh, rule that's just been passed sure. and now allowed how that could potentially affect recruiting and and other things and dealing with Big money college football, college athletics in general, the basketball team getting ready to kick the season off next week, shall I say, tip the season off. We'll continue our discussion with Associate Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell when the Eagle Hour continues in just a moment. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart. That's that big yellow building right across from the main entrance to the Southern Miss campus there on Hardy Street. You really can't miss it. And I know those are famous last words. People say, oh, yeah, they always say that. And I never find it. Look, you would you would. You're not going to miss it. I'm telling you. And if you haven't been inside, you really need to because anything that can have a Southern Miss logo on it, they have it inside there at Campus Bookmart. And if 
and the odd chance that they don't, uh, they can get it for you. So look what's going on, too, for Christmas. Great shopping place, one-stop shop for all your Southern Miss swag. Campus Bookmart, open 24 hours a day at campusbookmart.net. Continuing our discussion with Associate Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell. Jeff, the, the rule that's been passed now, the image and likeness rule that a lot of people have been talking about, a lot of the outsiders looking in, just your lay sports person, thinks that that it will give you know mega schools a chance to even tighten their grip in recruiting in that schools can't give athletes money to go there but the big car dealership could or the big oil tycoon could what overall effect do you think that that image and likeness rule will play in recruiting long term that's a great question and i i I don't know that we have enough information yet um, to accurately predict what may happen. I, I do think that the prevailing sentiment uh, has been, at least initially, that it hasn't been as big of an impact as uh, was expected by, by some. Uh, you know, we, we've got probably, I think the updated number is close to 25 student-athletes within our programs that uh, have filled out the appropriate paperwork uh, for NIL deals, and that's consistent with the state law uh, governed by the state of Mississippi. And other institutions probably have more. There's certainly these group deals that you read about. Uh, But uh, at the end of the day, I I think uh, the market is uh, just hasn't formed yet, and so we don't really know but it's something that all of us are watching uh, carefully because we do want to know what, what the market looks like. And uh, we have to be educated about it because students and their parents are asking questions. And um, it, it's, a, it's a dicey deal because we can't really be involved with uh, setting a student athlete up with an NIL deal. Uh, but we're certainly in favor of it. And uh, we'll continue to educate ourselves and educate our student athletes. Yeah, and, uh, and what may be available and, down and, the line. And yeah. the decision is still so fresh, there isn't ample precedent or data that would tell you, you know, how, right. uh, but I, I was That's just in, interested in kind of getting the, the feelings off the top of your head. Sure. Okay. Well, one one announcement sure. that has been made for sure is that come July, July 1st of 2023, Southern Miss will be an official member of the Sun Belt. What has been the overall reaction from the general public, Jeff? It's been tremendous. I, you know, it, it, it was interesting, and I'll give you this as an anecdote. I, I unfortunately missed the celebration on campus uh, after uh, getting things prepared. I had to leave and go out of town. I was in Indianapolis uh, at the NCA headquarters of all places uh, having some meetings that week. And every meeting that uh, I attended in Indianapolis, we couldn't even start without people coming up to me and and congratulating me on the move to the Sun Belt. And I thought it was just a wonderful testament to not only the reputation of Southern Miss, but also the reputation of the Sun Belt. And to a person, I was told that just with the inclusion of Southern Miss, let's not even include Marshall and Old Dominion, uh, just the inclusion of Southern Miss, people thought that that uh, made the Sun Belt uh, just a tremendous league. And most people commented that it won't be long before the Sun Belt uh, is one of the, if not the best already, will be the best group of five conference out there. So, of course, that uh, resonated with me, and I was all smiles 
Uh, but uh, just even in Hattiesburg and throughout the state, the, the comments have been uh, wildly supportive and we're thrilled inside our department. Our coaches are energized. Certainly, uh, our administration is as well. So we're we're excited to say the least. One of the things that your department is is responsible for is kind of making football game Saturdays a family event and a big time event. Well, you know, we're getting the kids involved and live music and and using the new uh, uh, Century Park and you know and things like that. So tell us kind of what's 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 scheduled for tomorrow now as the Mean Green comes in here for a two o'clock kickoff. Well, we, you know, it's the, the same thing we tried to do is create a fun atmosphere. And uh, the times have shifted, of course, with game time being at, at 2 o'clock. But we'll have uh, Spirit Park open, ready to go at 9 a.m. And uh, we'll have live music uh, beginning at 11. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Eagle Walk will be on full display. And uh, it, it is um, Military Appreci- Appreciation Day as well. So we're going to have... Uh, some fun things uh, in store for our fans during the course of the game. Uh, we'll have a flyover, and uh, the band is going to do a just a tremendous tribute to our armed forces uh, at halftime as well. So you don't want to miss that. And uh, we enjoy putting these events on for our community, and uh, we just hope that uh, our community continues to support what we're doing and uh, and appreciates the effort that goes into this. And uh, I commend our staff, our external staff, Brad Smith and his crew. And uh, and it's really more of just a, a, a campus-wide approach as well. There's so many individuals across campus that contributed game day as well. So we're very grateful. We've had a tremendous year thus far. We've got a couple more games left. And excited to continue to uh, create an atmosphere that everybody can be proud of. And the Basketball Eagles will officially begin the season next week. And for people who have, not, right. who have not been to Reed Green Coliseum in a while, they are going to see some different looks inside the greenhouse, are they not? That's right. We've, we've got a brand new floor that uh, shows well not only to individuals in the arena, but also on TV. And uh, we've got uh, a new lighting system that uh, they're fun lights, as uh, my children call them. They they dance and change colors, and it, it just livens up the atmosphere significantly. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's we're in the process of, uh, of doing more things. It's going to take a little time, uh, and we have to have a little bit more plans before we comment on that. But uh, we're continuing to make progress. Yeah, you know. Uh, green and... Yeah, you know, some old curmudgeons, you know, might be sitting around going dancing lights, you know, for heaven's sakes. But, but, but I think what people forget, though, Jeff, is that this look, like it or not, college athletics are entertainment. There, there is a there is a fight for the entertainment dollar. So you got to give people what they want. That's right. That's right. You do. And I, and I think we're working on that. It's part of our strategy. And, uh, you know, I think the more that People see these uh, dancing lights, so to speak, are, are popping up in a lot of different places, not just in Green Green. I think they'll begin to understand that uh, it, it's part of the production and part of what makes it fun. And, it, and it's what is attracting uh, families and, their, and the younger generation to come and support intercollegiate athletics. And, uh, of course, almost everything we do has a recruiting slant to it as well. Uh, and, and that's important because we've got to continue to attract uh, talented young men and women to our campus uh, to wear the black and gold. I'll tell you what, one guy, I just, my heart really goes out to Will Hall, this in his first year, because no other Southern Miss coach 
No other Southern Miss head coach has been dealt with the, the quarterback debacle uh, because of injuries and, you know, just that he has had to deal with. And there was the old Rodney Dangerfield joke that he said that uh, he joined the bridge club and he jumps next Tuesday. Um, you know, <laughs> poor Will, you know, and I mean, if this guy, wow. if this guy gets through this year, you know, God bless him. It has just been, it's been just so tough on him in his first season. Well, you know, one of the things that was so attractive about Coach Hall when we went through the hiring process was his strength of character. Now, we didn't realize that it was going to be tested like this, uh, but uh, he hasn't wavered since day one, and he tries to make the best of whatever situation he's dealt. He preaches that to his team, and I think his team has taken on that personality. Uh, And we are supportive uh, of Coach and his staff and uh, what we're trying to do, and uh, nobody is pulling harder for the Golden Eagles to win tomorrow than those of us certainly in our building. And uh, we're, we're continuing to offer encouragement and support every day. Uh, but it's been hard, and and I think he admits that it's been difficult. But at the same time, you got to keep going, and, and that's the most important lesson here is when times are tough, you just got to keep going because eventually the storm will end. And final question before we let you go. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of Southern Miss fans will, will joke among themselves how fickle they are as a fan base, generally speaking. But I, but I tell those fans, look, don't beat up on yourselves because when you, when you compare them to other fan bases in Conference USA, when you look at pictures in the stands of other stadiums during games, Southern Miss fans turn out better than just about anybody else in Conference USA. Is that fair to say? I mean, it could always be better, obviously. but It is fair to say, and I think it's that passion that was attractive uh, to the Sun Belt, which is why we're uh, going to join that league. And um, I would say, if if nothing else, continue to be supportive. And, uh, it, you know, if you're not yet supportive, at least be curious enough to come and check us out and see what we're doing. Uh, and then perhaps that will, will help us uh, buy your support. But um, we need we need the Hattiesburg community. We need to the uh, the Pine Belt area uh, to uh, continue to support us and and I think we're making a dent in that I, I really do I, I, we've been pleased with our crowds thus far for football and I was encouraged last night even at the uh, the basketball game uh, for an exhibition game I thought it was decent and so we're just going to continue to build and grow this thing and uh, we've we've got as I mentioned at the top of the hour great alignment uh, across campus and. Uh, there, there's a lot of momentum, at, it, at least in our building, with what we're doing, and Je- I think it's contagious. Jeff Mitchell, Deputy AD at Southern Miss. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Continued success, and you know we wish you nothing but the best. Thanks, guys. All Have right. A great day. Jeff Mitchell, again, on the program. When we come back, we're going to talk about that Southern Miss baseball schedule. Lee Ramsey-Smith will be joining us in a moment. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, if you went to 4th Street Bar and Grill today for lunch, you'd have that great catfish. It's always catfish Friday. And I talked to Slade Wine. I said, man, why is the catfish so good? Because really, Mississippi catfish is Mississippi catfish. But he said, it's the way that we bread it and how we prepare it. And I said, so let me know. (laughs) <laughs> he was not about to tell I me. I tried it, too, <laughs> yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Almost slipped once, but nope. Yeah, and because it's so good, they're, they're never going to tell you, you know, how they prepare it. But eight ninety five is the price for a lunch, and that includes your drink. A lot of places, you know, they'll, they'll get you with that low price, and then you get your drink, and the drink is 6 bucks. you know, but not, not there. 
4th Street Bar and Grill, 895. And they'll have the Lady Eagles soccer game on tonight on ESPN+. Plus. We'll talk more about that in our final segment. A programming note next week on the program on Wednesday, Jay Ladner will join us, men's basketball coach, to give us a preview of his team as they begin the season next week. And as we mentioned, Ryan Ock, the baseball pitcher now in the San Diego Padres organization, the Minnesota native, was supposed to be on the show today, and because of the baseball schedule breaking, uh, the Ockness Monster, as they call him, was gracious enough to move his interview to next week. Those are just a couple of the guests scheduled for next week, but the task at hand, talking about that recently dropped baseball schedule on our Super Talk Mississippi hotline is Lee Ramsey-Smith. And if you're a Southern Miss fan, I'll bet you, I'll just bet you, you've seen a social media post from Lee Ramsey-Smith, who's always on top of things going on at Southern Miss. Although today, heading down to Florida to see the Blue Angels uh, perform, and that's always quite an event down there on the Florida coast. Lee, good afternoon to you. Hey, Kelly, how we doing? It's an honor to be on the Eagle Hour, I can tell you that. Well, thank you, buddy. And, and it should be noted that your father played baseball for Hill Denson back in the day. Well, uh, actually, he, paid, he played with Pete Taylor. Okay. And Hill Denson was a teammate. And um, also, Irvin Favre, Brett Favre's uh, father, was on that team. And uh, Man, you talk- that, that was 1964 to 67, I believe. So there was some vars- varsity, needless to say, players on those squads back in the day. Yes, my dad has uh, he has a lot of stories. <laughs> I, now, can, I can tell you. And and someday we'll see him again, Lee. Someday we'll yes, see. Yes, we will. We'll see him sure again. Will. All right, let's talk about this baseball schedule now. We talk about uh, the Crimson Tide coming to town for for a game, a, a home and home. With you know, theoretically, with with Ole Miss, you've got uh, the season opening around Valentine's Day, North Alabama. You've got a home and home with South Al, who's going to be a future Sun Belt opponent for Southern Miss. You've also got Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks, who are going to be in Conference USA. We'll talk about that in our final segment as well. You've had a chance to pick this schedule apart. Tell me what you what you like about it. Um, I like it because it's going to be very competitive. Um. And, I mean, I was looking up and down the schedule, and to be honest, I, you know, you usually have three or four cupcakes, and there's really none. Um, every game, uh, they're going to have to bring it. And um, I can see our RPI, our strength of schedule, being in, you know, top five. Uh, by far the, the, the hardest schedule we've ever had in our program, and I'm sure – Coach Barry would, would echo those words. Yeah, you know, but the argument, Lee, the argument is, yeah, it is great to play those tough teams, but if you lose a few more games than you do normally, some people will say that the committee will punish you for those losses. But this goes back to the RPI argument that you make. So where is that fine line between number of losses and RPI? Just you thinking out loud. Well, it's uh, you got to play with a deck of cards you're with, and, and you just go with it, and I, I like it because this year it's going to be, for, it's you know, very entertaining for the fans. Um, you know, every game is going to be, you know, just those. I am ec- it's ecstatic about a schedule um, that I've ever had because, it, to be honest, our last couple of years have not been a strong schedule, and uh, and I, I know Coach Barrow recognize that. So it's it's good that we're we have this schedule. Um, I'm excited, um, and I think I speak on the on behalf of majority of the Southern Miss faithful. So you don't you don't like you don't like fattening the calf, so to speak, on uh, on some weak sisters. And as you look through that schedule, that's one of the questions you asked me. Is you go, 
where are the homecoming games, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we not we don't get it. Not too many cupcakes in this one, but um, no, there's not. But I don't know. I just think we're at a place in our program that we're ready for this schedule. You know, um, I think you know, especially with our football program. Next year, we probably need to have a, a lighter schedule. You know, we don't need to have a hard schedule. But I think our program is at a place to where um, we're ready for this schedule. Um, that's, that's the way I see it. And, and from a recruiting standpoint, you know, you can tell potential baseball players coming in, look at this schedule and look at these teams that you're, you're going to get to compete against. Oh, no question about it. And, and look at the ticket sales that we'll have, season ticket sales, will probably go out the roof this year, to be honest. Especially, uh, I, I know Southern Miss fans are itching to see a good product on the field, especially for this past football season. But um, So, I, I, I can't tell you, baseball can't get here fast enough. And I've seen seen that posted several times. And, and I know, and we're talking baseball in this segment, but if we can jump back to football for just a second, Lee, I, I was... I was out the other night and actually talked to a couple of young men who are on the football team, and I told them, I said, look, you guys, there's a lot of people in this community that are behind you 100%. We're agonizing with you, you know, and, and wish that things could be a little bit different. And, you know, I think those comments made a difference to those guys. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you had a chance to bend the ears of some of those players, and you probably run into it to a few, or I tell them, what what are your words for the football players who want to win – just as bad as anybody. Well, you just look at you know in our in our past, Munkin Todd Munkin started one and eleven, and then he was three and seven, and then his third year is when we went nine and five and got to the conference championship game. You know, so they got to the mountaintop somewhat because they and, and that was bittersweet because they had been in the valley. Um, so that's where we're at, and. Uh, but we'll be back on top of the mountaintop. I'm confident that um, we have the right man. Will Hall is, I think, uh, he's going to um, make the proper adjustments, and um, and I know he'll be successful recruiting. And that's that's the big enchilada right there. Um, so I think I think we're in good shape. We just got to be patient and ride this wave, and um, because we'll get the surf for long. I promise you. It'll and, be and, fun. and there is nobody. We we kind of uh, introduced you as a social social media mogul, you know, uh, and as, <laughs> as much as you post on social media, what, how do you decide which format to use, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., and then how do you decide what to put out there? Well, I'll just be frank with you. I'm only on Facebook and Eagle Post. I love Eagle Post. It's, it's neat that you have almost 6,000 members, so it's a good audience, and um I'm a member of Golden Eagle Pride, uh, but I never post there. I don't. The only place I post really is Facebook okay. because I'm on Facebook too much as it is. That's <laughs> why I don't post on Twitter and anything else, Instagram, um, because uh, to be honest, I'm probably on Facebook a little too much. But that's that's why I'm I'm limiting, you know, not allowing myself to post in other media outlets. Now, we mentioned that your dad played baseball at Southern Miss. Sure did. And, so, and you grew up in the Hattiesburg area, so you've had yeah. black and gold in your blood from the get-go. Yeah. Um, Bill Thornhill was my uncle, and I don't know if you knew this, but Corky Palmer, legendary coach, he had lost his dad early when he was a teenager. 
and Bill Thornhill coached Dixie Youth, coached uh, um, so he he basically took Corky in and became his second dad, and um, they had a really close, intimate relationship. And um, I think that really impacted me because uh, we would hang out with Corky all the time. He and I, I'm just so grateful for Bill Thornhill and the legacy, the passion he had for Southern Miss. Um, well, I use when I first got my driver's license, I'd go out to watch Southern Miss practice football and there'd be one other pe- person there uncle <laughs> bill thornhill and glenn dyer would show up a lot too you know from golden eagle pride but, yeah uh, and glenn glenn yeah, is still very active yes he is he is a uh, um ambassador just like yourself for southern miss and i'm so appreciative of the eagle hour and golden eagle pride and Heath Hinton at you know big gold nation we have a uh a good circle of influence for Southern Miss. Our, we have a good brand, and we have a lot to talk about, and um, we have a passionate fan base. Our top 20,000 uh, can match any any fan base in the country. That's my, that's, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah, it, it would just be great that that 20,000 would turn into 60,000 at some point. Yeah, and then... it, it, exactly. That's why, <laughs> you know, um, it's, but, we'll get there. And, and you, one, you, one fan at a time. And you played a little baseball in your day, so you know a, a little bit about about the game. But, and, but overall, you really like the schedule that dropped that dropped yesterday. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I've, yeah, I played at Hattiesburg. I was fortunate to be on the '94 state championship team uh, with Coach Steve Knight. He, you know, Coach Knight. His first year was at Hattiesburg, and we were fortunate to win it. Um, our senior year. Well, so, so there's no, so there's no, so there's no fight in the Knight family. I think you meant Larry Knight. Uh, Larry Knight. Larry Knight. Steve <laughs> basketball. Larry. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> you just... know the reason I said Steve because I saw him quote uh, the article uh, yesterday um, from him. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, I just, I, I know, I, I, can... I know there'll be a fight in their family over Thanksgiving. Yeah, no doubt. Lee Ramsey. Larry, Coach Larry Knight. Lee Ramsey Smith. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. And, and make sure uh, Sweet Judy doesn't pull the plug out on us and take our tournament away. We can't allow that. You heard about James Madison. Well, we'll, they sick, got pulled. we'll stick you on her if that happens. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and D-Bat training facilities in Hattiesburg to get your youngster ready for the upcoming softball or baseball season. Or maybe you just want to get yourself in a little bit of shape before the holidays and then get a fresh start on a brand new year. D1 and D-Bat can define those programs for you, help you through them. Also, nice places for parents who just want to sit and watch their kids. Always clean, they're always disinfecting, making sure that uh, that things are just perfect for you. And D1 and DBAT training facilities. Kelly and Merg in the Bank One Studios, the First Bank Studios, rather, in uh, Hattiesburg. Will the Thrill, Tony now, joins us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline as we go through our college and pro picks of the week. Before we do that, though, Southern Miss and UAB in the women's 
semifinals of the Conference USA Women's Soccer Tournament in Boca Raton. And that starts tonight at 7 o'clock and will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. With a win, the Lady Eagles would advance to the championship game. And if they win that, of course, they would get the automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. The tennis team participates tomorrow at the Cajun Invitational in Lafayette. And, of course, 2 o'clock kickoff tomorrow between the Golden Eagles and the Mean Green of North Texas as the Mean Green comes to town um, again for a two o'clock kickoff tomorrow at the Rock. All right, guys, ready to pick? Let's let's pick our games in Conference USA. We'll start with one that had great expectations at the beginning of the year. Now it doesn't look it's going to be quite as good a game. Merg, we'll start with you. La Tech at UAB. Uh, UAB. Thrill. Welcome, I, buddy. I, I, I got to say UAB on that one. Yeah, and I'm going to take UAB as well, but but at the beginning of the year, this one looked like it could have been for the Western Division Championship, and La Tech is, uh, has, has not had a good year, 2-6 and six against uh, UAB. Look for the Blazers to win at home. All right, we'll go to the eastern side of the conference now. Middle Tennessee, after beating Southern Miss last week, takes to the road at Bowling Green to face Western Kentucky. Will the thrill? I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State. You're going to take them on the road at Bowling yes. Green, okay? Well, uh, here's the thing. I almost went to Middle Tennessee, and then I met my wife. So, there's that. I was going to say, well, I would have picked against them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, your wife is a sweetheart. No, we're kidding. All right, Merg, who are you taking? I'm going to actually go Middle Tennessee on that. I'm not. I'm going to take uh, the Hilltop. And, again, I'm not, I, I'm just, I don't want to say the H word. Yeah. I, don't, I very much dislike Western Kentucky. But, look. We're competing here. So I'm going to take the Hilltoppers and go solo, apparently. All right, Rice at Charlotte. Both these teams uh, after losses last week. Will the thrill? Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. I think I'll take Charlotte, too, although it wouldn't surprise me if Rice pulls that one out. All right, big one in the eastern side of Conference USA. The thundering herd of Marshall goes to Boca to take on Florida Atlantic. Michael, we'll let you start this one. Um, uh, I'm going Marshall on that. All right, Will? Marshall. Man, you, do you guys know something I don't know? Because I'm, I'm going to take... Well, I am Will's supervisor from a technical standpoint, so maybe he's, well, he's following I, me because what I say, and then I just, you know, a brown I, trust, I trust his <laughs> judgment, so when I go after him, Look, I'm picking I, whoever he picks. I'm closer to Buck Homer than either one of y'all, so I'm trying <laughs> to find the, the best the best option here all right so i went solo on western kentucky and it looks i'm going looks like i'm going solo on fau as as well all right in the battle of texas utsa the roadrunners travel to the sun bowl to take on the miners of utep michael will okay (laughs) yeah you'll come back to me (laughs) okay he Uh, wants your opinion on that (laughs) honestly i think utep might have a shot I was gonna say I'm gonna I was gonna say you TSA first. So I'm gonna stick with that. All right, you're gonna because I was taught in school whatever you think your first answer is, just go with it. You couldn't say go with your gut, but then you looked at mine and you know. Yeah, I'm not doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with UTSA as well. Nobody has beaten them so far this year. I don't think the miners can necessarily do it, although they are playing on their home field. All right, we go to the National Football League. Those dirty birds. Come flying into the Crescent City to take on the Houdats. Michael. Houdat. All right. Will? Houdat. 
Oh, yeah, I got, I got to take uh, New Orleans as well. But this would be typical New Orleans, wouldn't it? This would be the one. After the big game, they mm-hmm. beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers that they would, you know, stub their toe. If this weren't radio, I'd say something else. But I'll take uh, New Orleans. If it was TV, what would you say? <laughs> It'd be even more minor than that. All right, the Battle of Ohio. The Browns of Cleveland go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals in an AFC North battle. Will? Man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, Golly, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Bengals. You're gonna take Cincinnati at home. Cleveland yeah. rocks. Going Browns. Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, which sucks. But other than that, <laughs> don't waste. If you happen to be in Cleveland, check it out. Don't make a separate trip. Don't make a separate trip. Killing my dreams. Killing yeah. my dreams. So you, you're crazy. taking the Browns. Yeah, always oh. take the Browns. I just can't figure the Bengals out, and they're my favorite team. Every time I pick them to win, they lose. Mm-hmm. Like last week against the Jets, every time I pick them to lose, they win. Well, there you go. So um, I'm going to take Cincinnati to beat Cleveland <laughs> at, you go. at home. So watch them lose. All right, quickly, the Patriots at Carolina. Michael. Uh, Carolina. Patriots are hot right now, Will. What do you think? Reform. I'm thinking Carolina. All right. I'm going to take New England to win on the road. So there you go. We've got some good splits there. We'll keep track and let let, uh, let you know how we did next week. Another great list of uh, shows lined up for you next week. And Luke Johnson is scheduled to rejoin us. For Will the Thrill, Tony, and producer-engineer Michael Mergens, I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us. Good luck, Eagles. Beat North Texas tomorrow. But until Monday, Southern Miss. To the top. To the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.